welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to remind you of the life lessons you've already learned. I'll also be interviewing Russell Phillips, who has an inspirational story that will encourage and inspire any of you who are struggling with addiction. His story will help you find your way to living a life full of purpose and freedom. For more information about Russell, please visit russellphillips.com. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. If you're anything like me, you'll love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. Relearning life lessons. The person you are today is made up of all of the life experiences you've had before. Every event we've experienced is like a jigsaw puzzle piece. Every jigsaw puzzle piece links together to create the tapestry or the person we are today. However, the person we are today might not be as healthy as we thought. And the reason why I say that is this. Every previous event we've had, there is a life lesson that will help you develop to the next level of your life. Think back on those significant times in your past, or in other words, those memories that are very powerful. Some can be life-altering, some can be full of pain, some full of joy. When you reflect on those right now, ask yourself, What happened in that time? What happened in that moment? What did you do? What were your responses? What were the outcomes of your responses? And with perspective today, you can see the outcome of each one of the choices you made. When you reflect on those moments, you'll determine if you truly learned the lesson or you repeated that pattern over and over again. Now, of course, there's no judgment because we all do it. One of my favorite quotes is just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. What I mean by that is this. If you've gone through a breakup, and historically after the breakup, you start dating all these people, and you find in your past that that's a continual pattern, well, perhaps just because you can date a lot of people after your breakup doesn't mean you should date a lot of people after your breakup. That is just an example of a life lesson to learn is because if you find that you continually repeat the same patterns or same response over and over again, unfortunately you haven't truly learned the lesson of interrupting a cycle so that you can become a more developed person of yourself. Another example would be in your friend group. Do you find that there's a lot of arguments in your friendships? 
Do you find that there's a lot of drama? Do you find that you often lose friends quickly? If that's the case, just because you can respond and prove that you're right or prove that they're wrong in what they say about you doesn't necessarily mean you should do that. The reason why I say that is because if you're constantly trying to justify your worth or your value to somebody else, unfortunately, you've lost your perspective and you're trying to prove yourself to other people instead of proving your value and worth to yourself based off of your personal integrity. My challenge for you today is this. Reflect on the significant events in your life and ask yourself, what did I learn at that time? Am I still repeating those same patterns? And if you are, today is a wonderful opportunity to implement the lesson and start practicing the new behavior. The more often you reflect in your past and make sure you're not repeating the same patterns in the future, the more successful you'll be in life. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. However, I want to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. Each week, I will send you an email which has all the latest radio episodes, YouTube episodes, magazine articles, and self-help products specifically for you. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. My guest today is Russell Phillips, who has an inspirational story that will encourage and inspire any of you who have struggled with addiction. His story will help you find your way to live a life full of purpose and freedom. Welcome to my show, Russell. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. I was truly inspired when I read about you. So thank you for joining with us today. Now at 16, your life changed. What happened for you? Um, I think just, I think my biggest problem was just wanting to fit in, mm-hmm. um, wanting to be accepted, obviously by the wrong people. Um, I, you know, I began obviously drinking alcohol and it, it started off with smoking weed. Um, that kind of gradually transitioned. What started out as a weekend thing f- finally transitioned into a for three, four, five day, um, a week type mm-hmm. thing. Um, and it eventually led me to the point where I couldn't stop. Yeah. You said you wanted to impress a certain type of people. Why were those people so important to you? To be completely honest with you, I don't know that I necessarily have an answer for that. Um, and most people don't. Yeah, that, those were my friends and that's who I was hanging around and that's what I wanted to do. You know. Um, so I have to take responsibility for all of my actions, obviously. And as you started in the addiction, how did that, how did that change your environment or the people around you? Um, so I guess, I, I guess it goes back to the old saying, birds of a feather flock together, right? Sure. Um, you know, obviously, if I'm living a certain type of lifestyle and I, I'm doing certain things throughout the day or on a daily or weekly basis, obviously, I'm going to kind of gravitate towards people who do the same thing. Um, so that led me down further down the rabbit hole, you know, so to speak, where um, I was surrounded by these people that I didn't need to be around. They weren't going to get me clean um, doing things that I should have never been doing, you know, doing had it not been for alcohol and, and, and drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then when you focus more and more on that addiction or on the alcohol and drugs, what fell away in your life? My, I guess everything that I was taught, Mm -hmm. you know, I was raised, I was raised by a single mother. I was raised, um, I was raised better than that. I knew the difference between right and wrong. You know, um, I've always had a pretty decent head on my shoulders. Unfortunately, alcohol and drugs turned me into a person that I never wanted to be. 
Yeah. And so what happened after that? Sure. So, you know, throughout the years like this, this, this wasn't an 18 month, you know, two year cycle. Mm-hmm. This was an ongoing thing that would, that would have ultimately end up going on for 18 years. Um, throughout those 18 years, it was kind of the same repetitive cycle. Um, my life just came, re- became really redundant over time. It was in and out of jail, in and out of jail. Um, I, again, I was raised by a single mother, so she always had her door open to me. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, I would always tell her every time I got locked up that this was the last time and it would be for a while um, and, 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 and until two to three months passed and, and I got around these certain people again or made wrong, you know, made bad decisions. When you said that there were two to three months that you felt like I'm going to get my life together. And in that, of course, you totally meant that. What happened sure. from having that, uh, that motivation to change it, to be really gung-ho for change, and all of a sudden things just would fall back within a two, two to three-month cycle? So I think that people tend to gravitate towards their comfort zone, which at the time, my, my comfort zone was addiction. Mm-hmm. That was, that was what, I, what I had known for the past couple of years. Um, I think that same rule applies to anybody trying to make changes in their life, whether addiction is the, it, 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 is the thing that they're trying to change or not. Um, the gym is a prime example, right? People go, to the, people go to the gym and they don't see the results they want in, in, in a week or two and they quit. So I would go to try to live this right life. And I didn't see the results I wanted in, in, you know, in two or three months. So I fall back to what I know best. Yeah. And which makes sense. I mean, that's something what people do. People, like you said, people will gravitate to what they know. And actually my listeners may or may not know this, but it actually takes 66 times for someone to do something over and over until it becomes a habit. So you have the two really? to three months that you're trying to become uh, clean, clean and sober. Um, but right. in that, there's this whole multiple years and years of 18 years of, of doing this. And so with that, it's easier to default to the habits you already know versus the new habit you're trying to create. Sure. Yeah. And so what happened after that? So fast forward 18 years, you know, I ultimately got wrapped up in a drug investigation, um, selling drugs, not really thinking about the people, I'm, the people's lives I'm affecting by doing that. Um, so once again, my mom was there, you know, I, I, I got sentenced to 10 years in prison. Um, she sent me, you know, she, she was just there. That's the only way to really yeah. explain it. She did everything she could for me. Um, unfortunately, while I was in prison, she, you know, ultimately passed away. Um, I, I can't imagine the, the despair, the loneliness, the heartache you must've felt. Yeah. Um, to be completely honest with you, I, it's hard to even put into words, mm-hmm. um, it it was devastating. It's one of the, at the time I had been in prison for 18 months. And when I went to prison, everything was fine. You know, and you never expect something that catastrophic or that life altering to happen within 18 months. And unfortunately it did. Um, it changed everything. And with that, your mom was your rock. She sounds like a fantastic, amazing woman. So I'm so glad she was in your life. But with her being gone, that you didn't, you no longer had that, that stability. What was it that right. moment that you said, I need, I need to make a change in my life? Um, I don't even know that it was necessarily at that moment. Um, I think everything kind of happened gradually. Um, when I was in prison, I would go to the prison library every day, well, every week, right? And I, I, I would, I would kind of get these books and I, I started reading books on entrepreneurship and, you know, things of this, this, you know, things of that nature. And it kind of opened my mind to a whole nother world that I really never even knew existed. Yeah. So the seeds were planted in that prison cell and they just began to blossom day by day. And it started to become not only something that I wanted to do in regards to changing my life, but it became who I was. Yeah. Uh, it was more, it was more internal than anything. Um, the exterior things are, you know, obviously are fine, but 
once I began to change myself and, and change my habits and look at life differently, you know, I have a seven, my daughter's 17 now and she needs her father in her life, you know, and, and, and everything that my mother tried to teach me back during my addiction days, it finally sunk in, you know? And when you were in prison there, you know, it's interesting because being out in the street, being out in your addiction, being out doing whatever, you didn't have time for that. You, you didn't allow for yourself to have time. So you're in a position in prison where you're forced to do something, you know, your life isn't going to move forward. So in that moment, you took a very healthy step to say, the prison walls may, may hold me, but my mind, my thoughts, my thinking, everything can still go beyond those prison walls. And so in that, that's why obviously you're the amazing person that you are today as well. No, I definitely appreciate that. And that that's pretty much exactly what happened. Um, I, I would tell myself when I was sitting in that prison cell that they, they had me locked up physically, but my mind yeah. was not in that prison cell. Um, so I began writing a book. Um, I'm doing the final revisions mm-hmm. to the edits now. Ho- hopefully that should be out sometime next year. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I had, you know, I had these really big ambitious dreams. And one of the main things that I try to instill upon other people is cherish the importance of time. Like this, this, I'm 40 years old now, but time moves by so fast. And all those times when I was running the streets and and my mother would ask me to hang out with her and watch something as simple as watch a movie or, or, or just go out to have dinner with her. But I was always too busy. So, you know, other people, other things came first and I kind of prioritized those things over things that didn't even need to have take precedence in my life. And Unfortunately, I, I, I paid dearly for that, you know, because I can never get a chance to make that up to my mom, all the pain I put her through. So I try to instill upon people that be conscious of your decisions, because one of these days you're going to look back and you're going to wish you had it done things differently. Certainly. And that's obviously something you're teaching your daughter as well. Yeah, absolutely. You were sentenced for 10 years. And what happened? Um, so in Maryland, on a nonviolent crime, you're eligible for parole after after 25 percent. Um, I didn't get I actually didn't. They denied me for parole. So I actually went up. Um, I went back to court on a modification, ended up ended up uh, getting my sentence reduced to a drug program. Wow. OK. I actually post master's or postgraduate work. I actually my first job, I was like 24 years old and I worked in yeah. I worked in a prison. I didn't know yeah. what I was doing, but I worked in one of these um, one of these alcohol and drug programs in prison. And it's great because you get what's yeah. called good time or time served. Rather. Yeah. And so with that, it mm-hmm. sounds like for you, it's it, it really helped you um, it in did. a number of ways, uh, but also was able to get you out early as well. Yeah, it definitely. What happened for you? So you're out and all of a sudden you say, yeah, I want to inspire the people around me. What was that within your, what situation happened where all of a sudden that changed? Um, because of the pain I live with, mm-hmm. you know, I know, I know how devastating that is to have to live with regret and guilt and not being able to do anything to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to reach out to people as much as I can. I'm in the process now of, of, of starting a nonprofit called Light in the Shadows. Um, I, I'm currently not 501c3, but hopefully that will be soon. Um, again, again, I'm writing my book. I'm also, you know, I, so I also try to reach out to people because I know what it's like to feel stuck and, and, and just kind of abandoned and like, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. The people listening right now who may say, well, he hasn't made this, this change in his life. And of course, you don't have to prove anything to them. But how do you remind yourself every day that you're someone different? Because I'm accountable. I'm, I'm responsible. I'm, uh, you know, I'm thinking with a clear head now. I can tell from, the, I can tell from my actions that everything's changed. Yeah. 
I've, I, you know, I'll ride to work some days and I'll think to myself, it's crazy. If this was five, six years ago, I would have been up for two, two or three days high on cocaine right now. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to work every day, you know, so I, I'm a lot more responsible and dependable. But I think it's also just the fact that you're, you're in your own vehicle and you're driving yeah. and just even to have those thoughts. I mean, cause you never would have had those thoughts yeah. before about the comparison of then versus now. Right. Absolutely. It's to be complete. It's kind of ironic. It, it's almost like two different lives. It's almost like pre-prison and post-prison. Uh-huh. And, you know, I just try to take advantage of every day. Mm-hmm. And as you reflect on your past as, as well as today, the life lessons that you've learned, how do you hope that it can help the people around you? I mean, obviously, I can hope that, you know, I can deter them from having to walk, walk in my shoes and take the same road that I did. Um, I'm sure that I can speak for a lot of people who struggle with addiction. Their their number one supporter is more than likely their mom and or dad. Um, and I don't think that they realize the pain that they put them through. I didn't realize uh, all the nights my mother stayed up wondering if if I was going to come home or, you know, if she was going to get that knock at the door, having to come and identify her son. I didn't realize, you know, all the times I hit the end button when she called that she wasn't just trying to be, she wasn't being annoying. She wanted to know if I was still alive. Um, so I think, uh, I think that if, if people are conscious of the people who are around, who are around them and how their decisions affect them, uh, hopefully they can utilize that and kind of make different and better decisions. Yeah, that's, that's a really, really good point. When you look at your own addiction and you look at the, the triggers that you have, or cause we all have triggers in something, how are you sure. able to really be mindful of that, but also teach other people that to, to, I guess, to identify their own triggers as well? Sure. So Obviously, I think everybody knows kind of um, certain circumstances or people or situations, whatever the case may be, whatever their triggers are that that make them go back that route. Um, For me, in a in a weird kind of way, it's almost like my addiction has transitioned from narcotics to I have to be some. I have to make something of my life. And I work every single day, 14 hours a day between writing a book, working. And I, you know, it's just, again, it's internal. And I think once people grasp that, that it's internal and they trust the pro, you know, you have to trust the process. You don't get up and go to the bathroom without taking steps in between. You don't get to work without taking steps in between. And I think instant gratification or the lack of instant gratification has ruined us a lot of people kind of as a whole, because it's like, if we don't get the results we want by tomorrow, then we, we, we stop, we quit. And, and we just have to remember that struggling with addiction, that there's a process involved. There's steps that have to be taken to get from point A to point B. Those are great examples. You know, just the whole aspect of, of getting high itself is it's an instant high. And so going yeah. back to the whole instant um, microwave type of mentality is you immediately have it right sure. there. Whereas hard work, dedication, that is hard work. You have to actually work. Right in order to see those, yeah. the rewards that you're looking for. Absolutely. When you re- do reflect on, on when you were in prison and the freedom that you have now, how do you, how do you revel in that or how do you enjoy the freedom that you have? <laughs> it, it, it's great. You know, um, I, I've been locked up just to county jail probably 30 or 40 times, but that was my first time only going to prison. Um, but I think about it all the time. I don't, I don't want to wake up at four o'clock in the morning for breakfast. You know, I, I don't want to, I, I want to, I, I want to be a productive member of society and help the next people coming along in the next generation. And, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to live like that again. Congratulations. Did you have Thank any you. faith at all or any spirituality that helped you through this? 
Oh yeah, I'm definitely Christian, 100. percent Well, yes, tell me yeah. how that. Tell me about that because a lot of times in, in prison, people say, "Oh, I found Christ or I did this." How is that? Yeah. How did that make sense for you? So I believe that everything happens for a reason, right? Um, I've always been a Christian. Obviously, you know, I, I wasn't living a Christian lifestyle. Um, so to kind of help with my own pain, you know, I think about what if God put my mom on this earth just to get her son clean, mm. you know? And um, I don't know. It's tough to think about. Sure. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe he knew and uh, maybe he knew when I was in prison that I was done with that lifestyle, mm. and she and she did she did her job, but um. I wouldn't say that I found Christ in prison. Um, I think I definitely got a lot closer to him in prison, but I don't, I think that's kind of irrelevant is for me looking at it from a whole perspective is in, on, from a Christianity perspective. I think that it doesn't matter where you find Christ that as long as you find him. And the great thing is in, in my own faith as well is even if we can't find him, he'll find you. And so that's the Absolutely. great thing about it is regardless of where you are in life, you can be on the mountaintop or in the valley, but there's always, yeah. He's always there for you, which is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, he, he's there for me. I know that. That's great. And with your daughter, did she know you in, in your addiction? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been a, I've been a part of her life um, throughout, you know, obviously her whole life since she was born. Mm -hmm. um, the unfortunate thing was when my mom passed away, I, I kind of lost everything after that. Um, my mother passed away. I had two dogs. One of them got put to sleep. One of them got given yeah, away. So my mom, my, my mom's house got foreclosed. My daughter and her mother moved to Florida. Um, my, a family member stole a life insurance policy that my mom left for me. It, it was just crazy. So I still have a relationship with my daughter, although she lives in Florida. So I don't really get to see her as much as I would like to. Um, I actually just got back from there, though. I seen her about two weeks ago. Oh, so that was, yeah, yeah, I was really happy for that. That's wonderful. Yeah. There there are natural consequences to things that we do in life. And so there are, there are. consequences is a neutral word. It could be positive consequences or negative consequences. But unfortunately, because of everything that the choices you made, you were put in a position and, and then choices you didn't make as far as people stealing things from you as well. But with that, sure. to start anew, once you were released, it's almost like, and and uh, and I say this very with with um, with compassion, but everything was wiped clean, and so with that, that yeah. foundation was recreated for you, and you had the choice of saying, "What now? Am I going to do with it? I literally have nothing, and so now yeah. I get to choose what my future looks like based off of that clean slate." Yeah, definitely. It it, it was scary. You know, I'd be lying if I told you every day was sure. perfect. It, it, it was there. There was nights when I first came home when I was stayed up till four or five in the morning stressing myself out, wondering how, who's going to hire me, where am I going to get a job at? Um, so it was definitely stressful, but again, I trusted the process. Mm -hmm. You know, I finally, my license was suspended and revoked. I got that back. Um, mm -hmm. so it was just step-by-step, step. you know, I, 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 I tried to do everything accordingly and, um, just do the right thing. Yeah. And, and it sounds like you're doing a fantastic job. What would be the biggest, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What would be the biggest advice yeah. or biggest nugget of advice that you would give anyone listening to the show right now? I would say regardless of what your circumstance is, regardless of how bad or bleak things may seem, like don't ever think that you can't come up out of it. Um, even the worst of situations, death obviously being one of them, um, you can bounce back from that. Yes, yes, it may leave mental and emotional scars, but there are ways to persevere. There are ways um, to overcome adversity through anything, through addiction, through life in general. And I just want everyone listening to, you know, if they want to reach out to me on social media, that's absolutely fine as well. I'm here to help in any, in, you know, in any way I can. 
Wonderful. Well, Russell Phillips, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you, to contact you, and to just learn more about you, where would they find this information online? Um, I'm on Facebook and Twitter, uh, mainly Facebook. Um, so, they, you know, they can reach out to me at Russell Phillips on Facebook. Um, on, on Twitter, my handle is at rphillips1979. I'm more than happy to help in any way I can. Wonderful. And your website is russellphillips.com as well? russellphillips.com. Yep. Excellent. Well, Russell, thank you once again for being a guest today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, James. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.